Hello and welcome to episode 20 of series two of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. This is the show for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Picture People. Well, you wait for milestones to come along and then to come along together. Last episode was our anniversary episode, our first anniversary episode of the show. And this episode is our actually our 50th. So um, this is the 20th episode in series two, as you know, because you heard my introduction at the beginning. And uh, because we had 30 episodes in series one, that by my maths makes us up to 50. So um, yeah, so again, we're really, really pleased that we've made it to that milestone. And uh, and I hope you, uh, if you've not already listened to some of our previous shows, you've had a chance to do so. Um, just a couple of things I want to mention before we get into today's interview. One is I had an email through from someone who asked to uh, remain anonymous. And I think it was a really Really good point, actually, and something we probably should have made clearer uh, right at the, right at the beginning of some of our earlier episodes. Um, and that is, I often make reference to uh, the show notes. So when I'm interviewing our our uh, our guests, I will often say to them. You know what? What have you got? Anything you'd like to share with us? Have you got anything that you'd like to the uh, our our listeners to be able to access that that kind of helps you helps them to understand a little bit more about what the, our our guests' ideas and any of the work that they've done, and also their their LinkedIn details, which we always share. Um, and I always refer to the show notes. And and uh, the question was, well, how do I find the show notes? Because uh, I, I know if you're listening to this on iTunes, you will have some some notes there that you can see, but they're not as uh, um, as detailed as the actual show notes that we upload. So if you would like to see the show notes and access the show notes, and we also put hyperlinks in uh, to to any of the, the 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 frameworks that our guests are referring to into them as well. So it's well worth a look. If you go to our website, which is thebigpicturepeople.co.uk, and if you go to the podcast there, now some of you may listen to the podcast through, through our website already, so you'll already find the show notes. But if you go to the podcast uh, link there and you will see all of the episodes uh, listed and they're all exactly the same as the, the episodes that you're listening to on uh, the platform that you're you're absorbing the uh, podcast on now whether that's iTunes or Spotify or Podchaser whatever however you're listening to the uh, to the to the podcast but if you go to our website to the podcast link you will see all of the shows linked uh, listed in a series order and you will be able to see if you click on them you will you also will be a player there so you can if you want to listen to it again you can but also you'll see all of the show notes and all of the links that I'm referring to so uh, apologies if, uh, if if I've confused any of you in the past why that uh, not intentional of, of course um, but you'll find all of the show notes and all of the previous episodes now it's also maybe a more an easier way to browse p- through some of the previous uh, episodes that we've we've put out there um, if uh, than trying to use your your platform your podcast platform by all means you know carry on listening and subscribing to to, to uh, the show on your podcast platform because i appreciate that's easier than uh, if you want to get it into your your uh, listening stream every week but if you do want to go back and, and and look at any of the show notes the website is by far and away the most comprehensive way of doing that um okay so that's the first thing the second thing is you were just in time if you uh, haven't already signed up for it uh on thursday this week uh and apologies if you're listening to this sometime in the future so that's the uh the 8th of july um 2021 we are running another one of our free webinars so and that's at three 
p.m. or 1500 uh, hours uh, that's 3 p.m. UK time so if you'd like to um, if you'd like to come along to that it's a free webinar and it's called helping your employees understand your organization's big picture and it's all about the fact that what we often find is that um, a lot of business leaders a lot of senior managers have, have challenges explaining their organization's mission vision values to their employees um, and that's often because they're quite close to the detail and it's often a very complex story um, but but when they can do that effectively it's a really really powerful way of improving engagement alignment across the organization so in the webinar we're going to be talking about some of the challenges um, that sharing the big picture brings to our managers and leaders but we're also going to be sharing some techniques that you can use uh, to com com communicate those complex messages in a really engaging way so if you'd like to sign up for that go to again go to our website thebigpicturepeople.co.uk again if you go to the menu tab at the top of the screen there you see events uh, if you scroll down to helping your employees understand your organization's big picture, you'll find a link there for more information and you can book directly from there or it will take you through to Zoom anyway where, where we're hosting the webinar and you can book up through that. So I think I've, I've talked for more than long enough now. Uh, I'm going let to you, let you listen to today's guest. A few weeks ago on episode 17 of series two, we interviewed Matthew McLean, who told, was telling us all about the value of podcasting as an internal communications channel. And we got some feedback to say that uh, that, had, that had landed really well and that listeners would like to learn more about podcasting uh, as a channel within their organizations. So uh, I reached out and I, I my interviewee today is uh, an, another expert in that area who's going to share with us uh, a structure for how you can create and sustain an internal podcast within your organization. Her organization actually provides clients with a, a platform that they can use, uh, which is a, which is like a kind of an internal iTunes, Spotify, Netflix type uh, environment where, where employees can consume uh, not only audio, but also video as well. But it's primarily audio that we're going to be focusing on today. So um, this is going to go, go into the area in a bit more depth. Um, and the interviewee is going to share with us a, 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 a kind of nice structure for thinking around um, what are the kind of f main elements that you need to be thinking about if you're going to launch, uh, grow and sustain uh, podcasting as one of your internal communication channels? Um, and again, it, 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 this is, as I say, this has been born out of, uh, of, of feedback from from uh, our listeners. So if there's any other areas like this that you'd like us to cover on the show, then please uh, get in touch with us so we can we can record more episodes with uh, relevant interviewees for you. So I hope you like today's interview and find it useful. My interviewee today is Jen Gregono. Jen is founder and chief executive officer of U-Studio Inc. U-Studio deliver a new generation of media technologies for clients, transforming their training and communications using podcasts, on-demand video and live streaming. Jen's early work in digital media has been recognized through industry awards and has been noted in business publications such as the New York Times, Fortune and the Wall Street Journal. Good day, Jen. How are you? Hi, how are you doing, Craig? I'm well. Thank you for having me. That, it's an absolute pleasure. I nearly said good, good, good afternoon there, but it's it's your morning at the moment because I believe you're you're in Austin, Texas. I believe that's correct. It is nine a.m. or a bit past today. 
9 a.m. and it's, it's, it's we're six hours different. So <laughs> fantastic. So I, I mentioned a little bit about you, you studio. If you could, you just give us a little bit of an overview. I, I, I've said there you do podcasting, digital, uh, on-demand video live streaming. What, what, what? Tell us a little bit more about you, studio, and the sort of work that you're doing at the moment. Yeah, we we've got a platform that we built to help businesses adopt media. Um, you know, it's our view that businesses over time look more and more like media organizations in terms of communications and using video and audio strategically for internal comms or training, uh, HR, sales enablement, et cetera, is something that we believe is important and uh, meaningful in terms of having an effect on bottom line and uh, the ability for workforces to just be aligned with their organizations. So that's what our platform does. And we have an application that feels a lot like a Netflix experience for the workforce. And it's it's been a lot of fun actually helping big companies and, and medium-sized companies even adopt this and roll it out to their users, start communicating in sort of a show episode format, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, fantastic, yeah, and 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 we met on LinkedIn, and we had a really interesting conversation about about what you know you've just been talking about there, um, and and one of the areas again I, we talked about it a few weeks ago in one of the interviews uh, on on the show with with, with uh, Matthew McLean, but this idea of using podcasts and particularly audio. So this is a you know obviously we're recording this for our podcast, so I'm really interested in 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 looking into this a, a little bit further with you, and and I know you've got a really nice way of of thinking about. About how to structure um, audio and, and podcasting internally, and and I, and I really like your idea of this kind of uh, you know sort of internal Netflix account for for for, uh, for organisations and for their employees. But uh, it's an area we, we as again I say we talked about a few weeks ago. But I, I mean, what I'd really like to just get your take on 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 uh, Jen is 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 what why is podcasting a great channel for, for internal communicators to be thinking about for as audio as a, as a way of communicating with their employees? Well, I, th- I think the voice was lost uh, for years in emails and PDFs and PowerPoints. And we have forgotten in some cases that our voice carries so much more meaning. If you go back to the Albert Moravian study, uh, I think it's 1960s, it's 500% more effective mm. in terms of conveying meaning. And so if you have a tool like that um, and you're not using it and you're in a role where communications and uh, and training, which is you know almost every role inside of a company to some degree, uh, is critical, then you're really not taking advantage of what I think is that one of the most important uh, ways for us to get a message across, ensure it's heard and retained. And so I you know, I believe strongly that um, the power of voice, which we're starting to see now in new technologies like Clubhouse and and certainly during the pandemic, we saw it with Zoom and um, all of the, the remote conferencing, right, that we were subjected to, but now appreciate uh, on many levels. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, I think those, I think those uh, tools are sort of giving everyone uh, pause and, and, thinking of forcing us really to think through how do I take advantage of uh, that, those capabilities and and those technologies inside of a company. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's really the, the lion's share of our thinking and um, 
Actually, let me restate that. That's really at the cornerstone of a lot of the work we do with mm. businesses, helping them really embrace voice and audio. And then, of course, the, the format the, the, the format that's most accepted today, that thing you do, you know, every couple of weeks and release mm. is podcasting. Mm. And it's just such a simple way to organize information. Uh, this concept of a show in an episode, right, a series, mm. um, is w- where I click on a box and I see a list of episodes or topics that I can explore. It's just a really nice way for people to uh, to receive a message. And uh, when the studies that we've looked at, the research we've done, the surveying we've done with our own customers suggests that it is by far the preferred mode for workers mm. and employees. And of course, you know, that's to say nothing of the folks who have these massive workforces that don't even have email addresses, right? If you work at McDonald's or uh, maybe inside the Lego store, you know, in a mall, you don't get an email address uh, with the company name, but everybody has a phone. Yeah. And so if you can take advantage of that, right, this massive distribution of mobile phones and uh, and then this consumer habit that everybody has around Netflix and, and podcasting, then you've got a, a wonderful opportunity to use your voice to convey um, important messages mm-hmm. and, and trainings, et cetera. Yeah. So, so in a nutshell, I mean, it's it's sort of the confluence of a lot of uh, the rise of a lot of technologies and realizations that have really come to bear over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And obviously, with with, with the likes of Spotify and uh, and and also Apple finally waking up and realizing the golden egg that they're sitting on a few weeks ago with with podcasting as uh, it's starting. I think there's a, there's, a, there's I think yeah, we're still, no still at the early stages of this of this phenomena, which uh, it seems like it's been around for a long time, but I still think there's a huge amount of potential in it. Um, but I, I mean, I think the thing for me about podcasting or audio in general is is the is the 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 flexibility of it and the ability to to multitask not in a way that's distracting but you know i you know you can, yeah while you're commuting while you're at the gym while you're in the car things that video is a great media medium but 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 you can't well you can watch a video while you're driving but it's not to be advised and uh, and not while you're running or on your bike either so uh so yeah so i i think and, and the intimacy that i think audio has as well you you're literally in someone's head and you get a lot longer than yeah. you do with with other platforms or you know i think it's about using it for its we strengths just, yeah no question we're just picking up so much more data right yeah. if i if i'm listening to your voice if you read a sentence uh, and then you hear that same sentence with the inflections and, and tone it, you're just picking up so much more information yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I, I agree wholeheartedly on the multitasking. Yeah. I, you know, at first with the pandemic, we thought, well, not as many people will be commuting. It'll be interesting to see mm. uh, what happens. But um, we did have far more use of our web application. We offer both web and, and mobile as as most apps, you know, in the podcast world do. And uh, and we did see a flip. So it was about 70-30 mobile. During the, the heavy, you know, early pandemic months, it flipped to about 70% desktop app. Mm. But even then, you know, I can have audio going in the background while I'm I'm working. Yeah, yeah. And and to your point, you know, the the without forcing someone to actually watch a video. Now we do offer video podcasts too. Yeah. Right. There are some companies that do that, but uh, and take advantage of you know that added site piece, especially if it's a complicated topic or you need to show a diagram or you know it's something that you know, just a, a voice uh, isn't able to convey the mm-hmm. full message. Mm-hmm. You need something visual, but but for the most part, I, I couldn't agree more. It's also for an executive uh, and for many leaders inside of corporations, 
it's just less daunting, mm. right? They're used to doing conference calls. They're used to talking to investors every quarter. They're not necessarily interested in being in front of a camera. Mm. And that's, uh, uh, you know, I think maybe over time, the younger generation changes that. And maybe there's a little bit more comfort with it, but mm. it, the bar is just lower on the creation front mm. and mm. it's far lower on the consumption yeah. front. Yeah. And so, you know, those two pieces coming together really made a huge difference, I think, yeah. in, uh, in its adoption. Yeah. Well, that that takes us nicely into what I want to talk to you now about, which is sort of the bulk of the rest of this conversation, which is around, you know, what do we need to do if we if we're if we're looking to to set up and and develop an internal podcast or audio channel? What are some of the things we need to do? And you've got a fantastic resource which we're going to put in the show notes, which is the six P's of podcasting: a quick and easy startup guide for the corporate podcaster. So it's that that I'd like to kind of explore with you uh, in a little bit more detail and 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 to kind of get your insights. Uh, uh, with Jen and it's uh, the six P's. So do you want, uh, rather than me reading out, it's your six sure. P's. Do you want to, do you want to yeah. run through the six P's just for the listener? And then we can go into them in a little bit more detail. Sure. I'm happy to. So it's people programming, publishing, production. Actually we flip those typically yeah. production, publishing, yeah. promotion yeah. and performance, okay. which is really about measurement. Okay. Fantastic. So let's start at the top then. So let's talk a little bit about people. So when you talk about people, what, what do we need to be thinking about if we're, if we're either, well, probably we're looking at this from the angle of someone who's looking at maybe thinking of starting a, a corporate internal podcast, what, what, are, what is the people element and what do we need to be thinking about there? Yeah. So even, you know, whether you're just getting started uh, or even if you're someone who's been doing podcasting for a while, we always recommend that you look at the people P uh, closely from a couple of different angles. Mm. The first is who's the team that's actually going to produce the podcast? What do you need? Do you need somebody who is, is writing out an editorial calendar? Do you need someone who is actually doing the recording? Are you looking for uh, an interviewer, right? Somebody who's a host, a mm. show host? Mm. Um, so really gathering and assembling in, internally a, a list of folks you need to actually record and publish a podcast. Mm -hmm. The second angle we, we ask folks to look at is the executive angle, mm -hmm. right? Who are the executives inside of your company that you can get on board early? You can uh, make a lot more progress when you're trying something new when you have a team of people who are behind you and supporting you and evangelizing you know, the very thing that you're trying to, to get off the ground. Mm. So we, we offer some tips and tools around building sort of an internal advisory group. Yeah. And then the, the second advisory group uh, on the people front is the listeners. Mm. So finding some, something like 10 to 15 folks inside of your organization who really represent the audience, right? Who can give you feedback on the content, who can help you with understanding how it's being received. Um, we provide all sorts of data and we'll get to that in the performance P, but I, I think there's never a substitute, uh, to just listening to people and, and getting some insights mm, before you get mm, going. Mm. So, so it's those three facets, right? The folks you need to, to pull it off. And sometimes that includes your tech team, right? Somebody on the, the IT front. Uh, and, and then we look at, uh, an executive advisory group and then an, uh, an audience advisory group. Mm, mm. So that's that's the people part. Yeah, and I've and, got a nice um, Venn diagram in your in your guide that uh, sort of shows how those inter they interface with each other. So um, yeah, it's worth, definitely worth downloading uh, and have a look at that. I like, I like the way you visualize. Well, that. sometimes, thank you. I you know sometimes we just forget that it, you know, there's all sorts of technology available to us, but mm. ultimately the people make it work and mm. can't forget about the people. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Um, the second part <laughs> is programming. Yeah. And, and when we talk about programming, I always think about, you know, what did a TV programmer back in the day have to think about? Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, most people don't realize there were all sorts of strategies back before we had time shifting and play shifting and on-demand TV um, or, or radio, right? We had, everything was linear mm. and everything was time boxed. And, and so there, the strategies for what went during, you know, what time block was, those strategies were very sophisticated. And, and we have to really think about not so much repeating the, the, you know, those exact strategies, but what are the sophisticated techniques that we can use on the programming front in this new medium, right? It is on demand. So there, we're not thinking about, um, you know, time boxing and, and keeping, uh, it's not like live, right? I mm. mean, you suppose you could do live podcasts. We offer that, but most companies are looking at this from a, an on-demand um, content perspective. So, you know, how many shows do you want to offer? Mm. How many episodes do you need? Are you going to put the episodes out every week? Or are you going to put them out every day? Um, some people are, are starting to take advantage of uh, the New York Times Daily. I don't know if you're familiar mm. with that daily podcast. Mm. And, um, and sort of copying that format for their company. Um, some folks are looking at you know, BBC or NPR podcasts and um, looking at the genre and the format and, and trying to emulate that. So programming is really about what, is, what are the shows? What are the episodes? Who are the people that you're targeting? Uh, is it, do you have a channel of your uh, UK workers and maybe they get different content? Mm, mm. Certainly maybe your workers in Spain are getting the, the Spanish spoken content. Mm. Um, so you want to make sure that you're really thinking about it in terms of audience channels or audience groups, um, shows and episodes. Uh, how many, how long uh, is their music? What's the format? You know, if you are emulating some existing public podcast, which I think is a great idea, which one is it? So we often will suggest that folks write a brief, right? And that's the way uh, a programming brief that's a, that sort of lists and uh, describes each of the shows and their purpose and yeah. and the episode formats, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, that's good old fashioned planning, yeah. right? Organizing and planning. Yeah. And, and scheduling and, course, and thinking it, about the content. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess scheduling and thinking ahead about the kind of content that you're going to need in order to fill that schedule as well, which I know from even running, a, you know, a modest podcast like mine, which is, uh, you know, quite simple, I guess, compared with some of the kind of complex uh, podcasts your your clients are using is, 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 you know, being ahead of yourself by a few weeks is makes all the difference. So, uh, yeah. 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 And knowing, you know, to during the holiday times, you know, maybe you take a break, mm-hmm. uh, certain weeks because you don't have as much listenership available, mm. you know, it, n- thinking about all of the, uh, the consistency aspects, right? What am I going to do the same every time? What am I going to change up? Mm. And, you know, we, we tend to underestimate, I think the value of expectation setting and consistency, mm. especially in a medium like this, where, you know, folks, you, you want people to think about, um, joining or following, um, subscribing in the old days to a piece of content and then, um, you know, getting what they expect every single time Mm. will, will increase that engagement. Mm. So, I'd say, uh, programming, people programming um, now production. production. Yeah. Yeah. Production is, is, uh, can be very simple. As you know, it can also be very, very sophisticated. Mm. So this is a, a P that we, uh, consult on around, um, choosing and, uh, organizing the actual uh, recording aspect, mm. right? Do you need this? Do you, do you want this to be very high-end recording with high-end editing? Uh, we talked a little bit about music. Is there an intro or an outro? Is the music original music? Or are you using some something from a music library that mm. maybe has a royalty-free license? Uh, those are all considerations. And 
Uh, and the production piece, I think, is fairly straightforward. It it used to be a lot harder. Mm. Uh, of course, we all have a, a wonderful recorder in the palm of our hands now, uh, and of course, and every laptop has got the ability to to do wonderful recording. And you've got tools like Squadcast and Zencaster, um, which are phenomenal. And uh, and you know we're using one of them now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you you really you really do have nowadays an unbelievable uh, richness of tool choices. Yeah. And, and I think this is just getting better and better. Yeah. You know, we as um, lay people, if you will, are, um, and business users are going to be able to make podcasts uh, just so simply and so turnkeyable, if that's a word, yeah. Um, yeah. As, uh, as, the, as the BBCs of the world. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's, that's what it's trending towards. Um, we never believed we could have a camera as powerful as we do built into the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're just, the, the tooling is there and it's just knowing what's available and knowing what you want, yeah. right? Um, do you want to produce it yourselves? Uh, do you want to have your executives produce their own? Um, do you want to have a, a firm doing it for you? And we've got all sorts of partners that we'll pull in if somebody wants to use a firm. But it's um, it, it's an exercise to really determine how the production gets done, and uh, and and the pipeline for editing, et cetera. Yeah. And then the next one, of course, is publishing, mm. and that's what is the publishing uh, schedule, right? Where are you publishing it? Mm. In a world of internal and workforce podcasting, uh, these are obviously very secure tools, and uh, and these are not being put out on the Spotify's of the world. But the the tool that you have internally to upload and and set a schedule and and publish is important, and making sure that you've got uh, a plan around how that's going to work is something that we uh, obviously consult with our customers about. Mm. And and moving, you know, of course, publishing for us is typically here's how you use the Use Studio platform to do it. Yeah, here's how you get it in the app. Uh, but then moving on from there is promotion. And, and just before and we move on, sorry, often. Jen, just before we move on to that. So sure. yeah, no, no, yeah. just, I think it's really interesting to to, to understand because pu- for publishing, obviously for external podcasts, as you say, it's like, you know, you use a, yeah. you use, um, you know, Libsyn or something like that, which you, you link to your website. Sure. And then obviously is, is, is your hosting for the, for that you, 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 your, your platform is used for your clients. So it's a secure, um, uh, yeah, and yeah. again, it's not in the public domain. It, it, it's a secure platform that you're using there. Only, only you have to have access right. to. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's right. So, so effectively it's like a, it's just an app. So if you were to download Spotify, Mm. you have to put your Spotify credentials in to get access to your library Mm. and your content. Mm. It's the same thing. You download your studio from Apple. Yeah. And once you download it, you put your credentials in. You don't have an account. You sign up for an account. Uh, It's, uh, but it's all very secure and it's authenticated. And, and so we know exactly who's logging in Mm. for which company and, and those companies, those organizations have a very sophisticated readout of the individual named users and mm. login, et cetera, and, and how much consumption and, and what was consumed. Yeah. And so the it, it is very much uh, a private Spotify or yeah. private yeah. You know, think about an Apple podcast app. Yeah. The application experience is very simple. The back end for hosting and uploading is very simple. You know, we also do give away free external podcast hosting. Mm. So for any of our customers, Fidelity is one that comes to mind. They uh, they use us also to just put an RSS feed up and uh, put their podcast on Spotify and Apple and index it across all of the mm. you know the popular consumer mm. podcast services. But but for us that's a very um, easy. It's RSS hosting. It's designed to be open. Yeah, and it's just a matter of making sure that the show title and description and the thumbnail all adheres to 
the, um, you know, the requirements of those platforms. And, and that's what our system does. Yeah. It just handles that for yeah. you. So like Ellipson, to your point, I, on the other side, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's, you know, it's a private app, it's private app experience, and it's got, you know, your company's logo on it, et cetera. Yeah. And, and you, does that have the facility to put show notes and, and searchable content? That's, yeah. 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 Okay. Great. great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it looks and feels um, mm-hmm. like if you could imagine a mashup of Apple podcast mm-hmm. and Spotify mm-hmm. and Stitcher and Audible. Yeah. We've really taken kind of the best of, of those features, mm-hmm. feature sets and, and rolled them into what we think is a, a, a great corporate experience mm-hmm. and uh, without deviating much, right? We, we, we try to keep it very consistent with this is what users expect from a Spotify. So this is how we're going to handle playlists. Mm. For example, mm. uh, we're working on a feature with playlists. I think Spotify's got that really well handled, mm. um, slightly better than you know Apple and some of yeah. the others. And and that's what we do, you know. But there are other features like um, sleep timer. We did not build the sleep timer in because we just don't think a lot of corporate users are going no, to be no. going to bed with their corporate podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Who one knows? day. Who knows? <laughs> 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 that's a horrific right. effect. Who knows? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, you know, there are other features we look mm. at that, that you don't have in the consumer podcast app. Mm. Like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to add a podcast to your work schedule? Mm. Right. So I know that during this time, I'm going to listen to this podcast. So add to my calendar. Not something we see in the consumer no, apps, but nice. something that I think is very, very useful mm. for, for business. Bookmarking and, and to your point, show notes and dog earring content is is great for corporate use as well, because there's a lot of content, especially training content you want to come back to, mm. right? And that's why the playlist concept is so important. Um, slightly more emphasis on that, I think, than some of the consumers. So maybe maybe more like an audible, yeah. um, which I think has just fantastic bookmarking capabilities. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, some, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to get my my yeah, soapbox, but the, the way that iTunes sometimes yeah. just it just really annoys me sometimes. I mean, I I use it on my watch yeah. because I, I I run and I used to usually usually listen to most of my podcasts when I'm out running and having it on my watch is brilliant. But the, the interface is just so clunky. It's it's uh, it's so yeah. frustrating. It's such a lost opportunity. But so having a, I think it's a really important part of the process is to have a clean interface that's intuitive and allows people to get where they want to quickly because it, it can be a barrier to. Uh, I think uptake as well, which maybe, you know, um, we'll talk about in a, in a moment. So anyway, you, you, so I, I cut you off. You were going to talk about promotion. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, no, all good. Thank you. Uh, so, so promotion is just, it's often overlooked, but super important, yeah. right? If I yeah. roll a new podcast out to my company and nobody knows it exists mm. and probably not going to get a lot of listeners or, or users. And so that's an area that we spend a lot of time really trying to understand the company we're working with and mm. what is their culture, mm. right? How, how are new things rolled out? Um, in the old days, you know, there were companies that would put flyers on the back of bathroom stalls yep. uh, with people working from home. That would not be very effective. <laughs> Um, but for, you know, for a company, again, like a, a McDonald's or a Lego where they don't have, uh, email addresses, how do you inform them? Mm. Right? Where do they get their paycheck? That's a big one, mm. right? Paychecks are, are something that every company distributes mm. and how do they distribute it? How do you, you know, attach new information uh, about the company and, uh, and new content that they may need to listen to? How do you encourage people to download the app? Mm. Uh, and I, we've seen various things work really well. So some companies give away free AirPods for you know the first thousand downloaders mm. uh, or the first hundred downloaders. If it's a massive company, you know, maybe more. But there are loyalty programs. If you listen to certain amounts of content every month, uh, maybe you're enrolled in some sort of loyalty program mm. where you get 
you know, access to a Starbucks card or uh, what have you. And those are just fun tips and tools that you can use to make people aware of the content and encourage listenership. So sort of in the early parts of rolling out a podcast program, you want to make sure that you're just taking advantage of all of the the ways that you might get new uh, information and new programs rolled out inside your company. Mm. Uh, we've had we've had people use their CEO to announce it. Uh, we've had people use their CEO to talk about their favorite episode uh, and to communicate that. So, you know, selling the unknown through the known, selling uh, ideas and concepts and newness from uh, or through, you know, the people in mm. your company you trust. Mm. So there are just, there are a number of ways to do this. Uh, we even have ads, you know, little embeddable ads for each episode that we allow our administrators to grab from our system. And then they can embed that in the corporate intranet or, or the learning management system. Again, whatever the well-trafficked mm. uh, technology is, email is the obvious one. Mm. Mm. email notifications. So mm. so you can imagine there are um, any number of ways that you can promote your podcast program, but doing it is really important. Yeah. Right. I'm not just talking about consistency. It, so. Yeah. And do you, do you, have you found any, um, I, I, I remember listening to when I first started my podcast, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts about podcasting, which sounds really sort of kind of cir circular, but, uh, um, and I remember one guy, I listened to one guy talking about, you know, how, yeah. how uh, his audience were kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of plumbers, you know, guys on the road doing kind of maintenance, who aren't a typical group who you would probably think would listen to podcasts. Have you, have you found a way of, of introducing people? Cause pop, you know, it's very, it's very easy for us to kind of, um, wax lyrical about the, you know, how, how brilliant podcasting is. Cause we like podcasts, but I guess there are some people, my wife, for example, never listens to podcasts. And I'm always going on about podcasts and how great they are. And she goes, oh, they just don't work for me. Um, do you, do you, yeah. how do you, how do you help organizations where maybe there are maybe pockets or, or groups of people who just, 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 they've never, they don't understand podcasting. It's just, they've heard about it, yeah. but they've never tried it. Is there, have you found any ways that work with, 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 with kind of, uh, new people, new people who are completely new to podcasting as a concept? Well, I think that's it. It's yeah. just, you're just getting them to try it, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think you said it. And and so, I mean, that's the best, right? The, the best opportunity is uh, to have someone who's never in the consumer world used, uh, you know, listen to a podcast yeah. or, or even used an app like a Netflix. Getting them to try it is key. And, you know, there are no, a number of companies that we work with that have to your point, pockets of people who fall into maybe an older demographic. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of my customers last week and they've got a big surgical uh, medical device. And a lot of their sales people have been with them for years and years. And they're just sort of set in their ways and how they get information about, you know, the new technologies and the new device, you know, changes coming out is just uh, what we might consider a little bit archaic, mm -hmm. right? But they're just not the, the digital warriors mm -hmm. that you might imagine mm -hmm. uh, a salesperson that works for salesforce.com is. And so uh, we talk a lot with them and, and other customers about ways of just getting people to try it. And that's where the enticing them with um, rewards yeah, and yeah. opportunities. And, it, you know, it's sort of the tried and true. Um, if you do this, you will get, um, or, or this was what will happen to you. Or, but, but also just having someone who looks and acts like them standing up and saying, hey, I tried it and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, my sales, you know, success went up 50% because I now understand more about the products I'm selling. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever the the 
value proposition is, right? But getting someone who um, looks and functions in the same role mm. is, is I think, an interesting approach. But, but you know, it's it, like anything. It's evolution. Yeah. And it won't work for everyone. And you will still have people who prefer reading because maybe like your wife, it's, mm. she may be just way more efficient mm. at it. Yeah. Um, mm. She may, she may feel that listening is more work. And, uh, and I think, I think she is probably the minority. If you look at the research, mm. right, most of us are sort of wired for voice and visual. Mm. Um, and, and those of us who are phenomenal readers and writers uh, are, um, not necessarily, you know, in the, in the mass numbers and yet, um, they still exist. Yeah. We still exist. Yeah, there are times when I prefer to just read something quickly, sure. but there, there's no question I can get more meaning if I'm listening to your voice. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the, that's the key. I suppose the enduring element of it is that, you know, we survived with, we, we used the radio, had the popularity of radio prior to, you know, the kind of TV's mass uplift was, you know, a lot of, so, so it, I guess it's just a different way. It's just a reframing it as a, as a sort of an on-demand yeah. radio service, which, which we, you know, we've proven is, is, is a very uh, successful way of communicating for, for quite a number of decades. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, even before that, yeah. even before that, think of oral history. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, generations uh, were, you know, handed oral histories down. Yeah. And we just sometimes we forget there's a great TED talk about how the printing press really set us back yes. in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because we created this, this culture uh, or this requirement to be really good at something that wasn't necessarily natural. Yes. Um, the re- the reading and the writing piece, right? And and then of course schools went reading and writing focused. And if you weren't a great reader and writer, you were labeled probably ADD or creative. <laughs> you were yeah, stuck in yeah, the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, we're changing all of that now, which is fantastic. But I think the the use of media is really exploding, and uh, and I think you know uh, in large part due to some of the devices we have and the ability for kids to make TikToks. And yeah. um, we've been posting, obviously, pictures on Instagram for a while now, but you're just seeing such a, just a richer form of communication coming out yeah. now of these devices. So yeah. I I don't know. I, I think the train has left the depot in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, value yeah, of yeah, media, yeah. how it actually gets rolled out and what the form factor is. Um, I think, you know, podcasting and you know, audio on demand, video on demand is as, as good a uh, an approach as any right now, but you know, in 15 years, will we all be wearing headsets? Yeah. Um, will there be a chip in our arm? Exactly. Yeah. Media? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It so. will be the, the iPhone will be kind of embedded in our, in a, in a kind of plug-in thing on the back of our That's skull right. probably. So we won't have to remember anything. Right. So um, anyway, we, we've got one P left, which some may argue is yeah. the most important or the most, uh, most per- per- pervasive, I guess, for internal communicators in terms of uh, proving their worth and, and the worth of whatever they're doing. So do you want to, do you want to tell us about the final P, Jen? Yeah. So we used to call it profit. Um, and, and then we said, well, it's really about performance, mm-hmm. you know, profit in the classic sense. Although uh, if you think about ROI, it's, uh, it is sort of about profit, mm-hmm. profiting from your, your energy or your, um, your focus, the thing you're spending time and investment on. And, um, and I think this one is also the hardest for a lot of organizations to, uh, to, to get their arms around in the sense that, we have so much more data now about message consumption mm. than we've ever had um, in a medium like this, right? You have uh, the, the information at your fingertips include, here's my message, here's how long it took for me to communicate my message, the, the length of an episode. Here's how many people actually hit play. 
here's how many people stayed with it every 1% of the way. Mm. We, we provide that data. And looking at the slope of that curve tells you a whole lot about how engaging your message is, how engaging your delivery is, um, how interesting, uh, how, how well you communicated it, right? How how interesting was it engaging to the audience? So that's a, that's an important, um, I think, it, how do I say this? I think it's important for internal communicators specifically to think about having access to that information and what they would do about mm. it, right? What, what they would do with it. And we just don't have that in email. We don't have that in print form. Mm. We can tell how many people open something these days, um, not even with ease. Uh, in some cases, you know, we use email clients that auto open things, but we really don't know if you consumed the words, mm. right? I don't know if you, you read to line five or line 50. Mm. Um, if I send you a PowerPoint or PDF, I really don't know. And I certainly don't know what part of the presentation caused you to, to go to sleep mm. or to, to bail. And, and that's, that's powerful information if, as a communicator. We've just never had it before, mm. right? And, and what do you do with it? I, I was talking to a huge management consultancy, a big global firm, mm. and they said their managing director wanted to start podcasting. And I said, well, you might want to warn his direct reports that he'll be able to see, if you choose to share the dashboard with him, exactly who is consuming his message mm. and how long. And are they watching it twice? Are they watching it once? Are they, you know, bookmarking something and coming back? And that's all information that's readily mm, available mm. with a media stream, mm. right? I I can tell if somebody's, you know, logging in on a Saturday morning and, and catching up on training content, um, and, and I can tell if someone never ever goes in and listens to a darn thing. Mm. And so I I wouldn't want to be the SVP working for the managing director who never ever listened to the podcast that you know, my, my boss put out, um, but, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> well, a good point. I'll get my kids to listen to it for me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right. there you go. Well, of course that was the joke. You know, well, okay. Well, the next innovation is going to be some, you know, uh, some little tool, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. tool yeah. that you embed. Yeah. But I, the, the truth is this is information we've never had access mm. to as communicators. Mm. And I don't know that we yet know as an industry what to do with it. Mm. Um, we, we look at it. Uh, it's important to know how many people press play because that tells us how interested people are in the topic. But, you know, 80% of your audience hit play. Okay, seems like you, you know, you created a great title. It sounds like this is mm. something people are interested in, but you know, 20% in everyone's gone. Mm. Well, you didn't keep their attention, right? Mm. Or you didn't pay off the title. Mm. And, and the, there are just so many things that you can study and understand with this data. What's the perfect length, right? Is it, do, do most people, uh, listen to a 10 minute podcast versus a, a mm. 50 minute mm. podcast? Mm. So, slicing and dicing the information this way, looking at it across kind of industries so that we have benchmarks, right? That's something that we are currently in the process of doing. We've got so many clients and so many different industries, so many different sizes uh, with various use cases. We're able to now create benchmarks for what good episode engagement looks like. Mm, okay. And are you over-indexing or under-indexing? Um, you know, what is the perfect length for your use case and your 
type of organization, a pharmaceutical company, uh, you know, with training content. Mm, mm. What what is the perfect length for you? Well, we can tell you, mm. right? So we're learning a ton just by understanding the use uh, of our this medium by our you know the companies that work with us, and then we're also able to inform you know the individual communicators in these companies through dashboards, et cetera, what's working and what's not, mm. you know, a broad brush, what's working and what's not. Mm. But, but I think we're just at such an early stage yeah. of understanding what to do with the data. Yeah. It's, fa- it's really fun. It's fascinating. It is. And I, and I always, I always think, cause I think it's the same. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, as I said, you know, before we talked about performance, I think it's one of those things that the, the, the internal communicators are always being pushed for. Can you prove value? Can you prove the, the worth? And I, and I always say, whenever I'm talking to internal communicators about this sort of thing, is, is that is that sometimes you just have to rely on on a little bit of intuition as well. Is 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 how could our you know, being communicating more in a more more accessible way, in a way that's much more organic and easy for people to consume, possibly not be the right thing to do as well. So I think we've got to sometimes take that leap of faith as well. But having the data, I think, is absolutely is great as well. And and I just just one thought for yeah. me, and I don't know, Amy, I, I just sort of this pro- new product development or whether how it, how it works in your platform. Do you have any? Um, facility so say i'm listening to an episode and i think that's a really great point is there is there a sort of a kind of a an ability to comment a bit like i guess on youtube which always always kind of depresses me when reading some of the comments on youtube videos and the public domain but is there a way for you know if i've listened to my ceo talking about something to move me to either ask a question or make a comment or, or is that something that that you that you, you don't it's, you're looking to potentially introduce i don't know yeah, it's a configuration that if if the company wants that interaction, yeah. then they can add that capability. Yeah, the it's so it's a configuration for us. It's not something that's standard, and the reason is most of our organizations are not prepared to receive those comments. No, so we have li- we have likes, right? We we do likes, yeah. we do shares, mm-hmm. and we track all of that. Um, in certain instances, uh, one company I'm thinking of that's based in Boston, a large management consultancy, mm. it's about twenty five thousand employees, they've created a Slack channel mm. for each of their shows oh, okay. and hosts. And so they do office hours. Yeah. And that's one way for them to move it off of the platform. Yeah. Because what you don't want is a bunch of comments that have to be moderated. Yeah. This is what happened really with Yammer, right? This is what happened with you know Facebook Workplace, where you had and have, you know, present tense, the masses of people talking to masses of people. So it's a many-to-many communication environment. And what happens in that type of environment, as you know, mm. it becomes a lot less like Netflix and a lot more like YouTube. Mm. And that's, you know, what we've learned is that the Netflix and the the Spotify and the Apple, you know, podcast, these curated environments are far more uh, uh, effective, right, mm. for getting in the right information to the right people. Mm. Right? If, if you want to open it up broadly, you certainly can, but you, now you're sort of, you're scratching a different itch, mm. right? You're not solving the problem of I'm trying to break through all the noise. Mm. Um, you know, I'm the head of XYZ team or I'm part of the internal comms group. Um, now you're, you're sort of competing with the, the very loud minority. And we know exactly what they look like yeah. because again, the, the social media mm. uh, platforms have, have brought them to light. So, so it's not something we see a lot of our customers wanting to do, mm. but private commenting, sending feedback to the show um, hosts, those are all capabilities and, and great opportunities. Mm. And of course, links in the show notes. Um, a lot of companies will embed surveys in the show notes. Yeah. 
Um, and, okay. and then during the episode, they'll say, hey, don't forget to click on the episode, or to click in the show notes. There's a link to a survey. And, mm. Um, would really like you to fill that out. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and of course, the key is to not have that call to action at the bitter end because nobody stays on at the bitter end. <laughs> so, you know, there are all yeah. sorts of little yeah. tricks yeah. we've learned the, the, where to embed the perfect, yeah, <laughs> the perfect call promo. to action, yeah. Um, exactly. And mm. I think you're, uh, just to get back to your prior point, because I think it's a great one, is how do we know if it works, mm. right? We have to communicate. That's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> we have to train. We have to communicate. And so choosing the the way that is going to be most preferred, you know, most well-received is is a no-brainer, yeah. right? We're always looking for that. Yeah. Um, and of course, I, I'm, a, I'm about omni-communication. So use all the channels at your disposal. Just use them the way they're intended to be used. Yes. Um, you know, don't have a six-page uh, email, right? That Maybe that belongs in a PDF or PowerPoint. Yeah. You know, maybe that belongs in a podcast. Um, but I think the other side is, you know, this idea of think, feel, do, right? We communicate for a reason. Mm. We want someone to think something or feel something or do something and starting to measure how well a particular piece of communication causes that think, feel, do reaction, I think is something the industry is, is ready to do once we can understand the data, Yeah, right? Once we can understand the data available. And, and I think it's exciting. It's the first time we may actually get close to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there will always be a portion we can't measure mm. perfectly, but, mm. uh, we'll, we'll be a lot closer to it. I think now with the, the data we have, because we can say empirically 80% of the people actually consume this message or 20% actually got it. Yeah. Um, and and what happened to our productivity and did our sales go up? And um, those are really exciting things to be able, you know, as a head of internal comms, actually be able to get in on the data discussion yeah, that everybody yeah. else has been having fun with <laughs> yeah, everybody. Right, for the last 15 years. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there you have, there there, you that's, have it. that's brilliant, and I and I, I mean it's a really really nice way that you've you've put that together, and 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 as I said, you know, I can see it in front of me, so I definitely recommend um, anyone who's listened to the podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes to you to this resource, and, and I think it's really it's very visual and it's really easy to follow and 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 beautifully set out. And you've also got some links in there. I see too, you know, what's the best microphone to get, which is the sort of ninety five percent of you know per initial podcasters know what, what what kit do I need is the right. first thing they jump to rather than thinking about all the other important yeah. stuff that you've outlined in there. So I think you've got that as well. So that's, that's fantastic. So just, just sort of wrapping up and summarizing what we talked about then, Jen. So any, any kind of, uh, your, your tips are kind of laid out in your, in your six P's. Any, any other sort of final yeah. sort of above the line sort of uh, tips for anyone who's thinking of, of starting out with, with audio podcasting internally that, that you'd kind of just sort of say, like it's a couple of golden nuggets for you. Yeah, I think I think it's really simple. It's just do it. Just get started. Mm. And I think that's a that's a key um, it's a key that's a key motivator for companies that are trying something new. Mm. Right? Don't try to boil the ocean. Don't try to make it perfect out of a gate and and just get going. Yeah. And try it and iterate. And uh, there's no question you'll look back at your very first podcast or the first show you did and and probably laugh you know, mm. a year later mm. um, you, because you will have moved so far so fast. Yeah. And that's the, that's the fun part of this. It's you, you get started using a, a new medium and a new tool and, uh, and it just takes hold, right? It's, and that's what we see. Yeah. You know, companies that just 
start doing it. It's it's so exciting for me when I look at a company, uh, the management consulting firm, for example, that I mentioned, that had zero podcasts when they started working with us. Mm. And they have 27 shows now. Fantastic. Right. It's really, and they've just hired a full-time person to come in and, and work with them to keep this channel updated and, and strong. And so th- those are those are just really fun uh, reflections of what can happen when when you actually get going with something yeah. that, that that works, yeah. right? I, I would concur, definitely. I mean, the I think the anti-Ps, so the the two Ps that you should avoid, they're that you've covered, covered the six Ps that you should, <laughs> you should cover. For me, the two Ps that you should definitely avoid from experience are perfection, which you just mentioned, which is aiming for perfection because, and I think the two are linked together when the other is procrastination, which is, um, yeah, we'll, we'll put it out next month or maybe let's just wait another month until we've got this. And, and, and I learned very well, I, I, thankfully, I was well mentored with my podcast, which is the worst podcast is the one that's just on you, in your head and never been recorded and never not out there in the world. Uh, so getting started yeah. is definitely, uh, definitely the, 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 the kind of key thing and procrastination and waiting for it to be perfect is is not a great strategy. And organizations, sadly, are, are kind of perfectionists sometimes. And they're just, you know, they're innovating by learning, doing, and getting on with it and learning learning uh, th- through doing it. So sometimes that is is, uh, is not always, you know, kind of encouraged. But I think it definitely should be with podcasting mm-hmm. and audio. So, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'll quote you. I've, I'll put a little... <laughs> the anti-P's. Anti, Anti-P's, yeah, definitely. Well, look, that, right. that, that's... Perfection. Perfectionism and procrastination. That that's been absolutely fantastic, Jen, and and really, you know, lovely to speak. I always, I, I always think again, it's sort of the danger is that I, I I love to I love speaking to people who are kind of passionate about podcasting because I am as well, and and it's kind of the danger of a sort of you know um, confirmation bias. But 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 I don't I don't think yeah. in any way. I think you know you what you've talked about there is really balanced and 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 objective, but also you know kind of um, very helpful and very pragmatic as well. So. Um, really grateful so I, I know you I, I kind of pre-warned you before we started recording that uh we we always I always ask my in- interviewee something that um you know people who maybe work with you or know you well maybe maybe go oh I, I didn't know you, you you did that or have done that Jen so um I'm gonna ask you what what is it what is it something that that uh, even people who know you quite well about don't know about you Jen and you said you might have a few to choose from so I'll let you well, pick <laughs> that's right well it's funny I was thinking about that when you you warned me. Yes. Thank you. Um, and I thought, gosh, I am such an open book, so I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can completely, um, uh, adhere to the people, even people who know me well, mm. uh, don't know it. Mm. Uh, so that was a, that was a very good prompt for, for someone like me, but I will tell you, I am a hot yoga, uh, uh, zealot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love hot yoga. Right. So, uh, so the funny thing is, uh, and that's, you know, 107, 110 degrees, um, 90 minute class. It used to be called Bikram yoga yeah. before there was all sorts of controversy with uh, Bikram. And, and it has been a passion of mine for, oh gosh, probably the last 20 years. Wow. And, and I absolutely love it. So, so the funny thing about, uh, being a hot yogi and doing that, you know, if I can, uh, five times a week. Uh, my employees always say Jen is going to completely, uh, put us in a, uh, what did they say? Uh, I have to restate that. <laughs> they were laughing at me yesterday. Um, Jen, Jen is going to completely, uh, 
not freeze you out. What's the opposite? Help. Uh, yeah. I, I, I keep the, I keep the thermostat quite high. Oh, right. High, yeah, yeah. Meaning, yeah. meaning it's very hot in my office. Right. So. Okay. Because you're like, yeah. So, yeah. You need to keep warm right. and so flexible. I, yeah. I'm conditioned. I'm just conditioned to, to being in a hot room. And yeah. so um, the people who come to my office and sit down and have a meeting with me after about an hour, they go, is it hot in here? <laughs> and, uh, and I was go, I'm, I'm so sorry. So yeah, so everyone knows that I enjoy um, hot temperatures and uh, obviously yoga, but I, again, doing it for so long, I'm so conditioned to the heat that yeah. uh, it's terrible. Um, I always say, don't use me as a thermostat. Yeah. Um, how's everybody else's temperature? Yeah. And then I just have a sweater or a jacket everywhere I go. But you, you, yes, I, I love hot yoga. Yeah. You'd hate it where you where I am at the minute. It's eight, eight, oh, it's eight degrees. What's time Fahrenheit? It's probably about, uh, it's probably about sort of uh, 50, 50, 50. Yeah, or? mid 50s. So it's pretty chilly where we are. I guess it's a bit warmer in Austin, Texas yeah. at the moment, is it? Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, I grew up in New Orleans. And so it's hot and humid in New Orleans. Yeah. So I, yeah. I always say, you know, my name. Native, my natural state is to be in a warmer climate, yeah. and and of course, yeah, Texas is pretty good. Although we had we had snow this year, okay, we had a huge. We call it the snowpocalypse. It yeah. was you know, three or four days of real snow that people could ski on snow. Yeah, uh, it was unbelievable. So yeah. I had a friend uh, who. So, I had a friend from the UK who went to live in Houston and, and he, he just couldn't get used to the humidity in Houston. He said it was just incredibly uh, yeah. oppressive at times, but uh, yeah, I've never, it's, it's quite dry here Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, 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 it's a much drier climate. Yeah. It's not Houston or New Orleans, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I could see that. Yeah. You're not used to it. Yeah. Well, look, well, excellent. So that we know, we know now you're, you're into your yoga and, uh, and that, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm the, I'm the least flexible person. I've, I tried yoga a few times I'm, from years of running and not stretching as much as I should. I'm, uh, I'm about as flexible as a sort of a plank of wood. So uh, it's something I, 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 I keep my wife does Pilates and she keeps telling me I must get myself sorted out. So, uh, and well, I must. Well, it's I, balance. It's, you don't want to be too flexible. So no, there you no, go. It's no, balanced. no, no. Well, Strength and flexibility. I, I think so. this is definitely, uh, this, I could definitely meet somewhere <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> but look, excellent. Jen, so I'm going to share some, I'm going to share the link to the five, the six P's of, of podcasting. And I'm also going to share some links to you. So I'm going to put your LinkedIn profile on there. I'm going to share the link to, uh, you studio as well. Uh, and I'll put the link to your, your Twitter profile as well on there. So if people want to reach out to you and uh, and communicate with you directly uh they've got no excuse not to not to be able to so is there anything else you'd like us to, to put into the show notes that's uh, that you would like to share or is that i think that's quite a lot quite a, a fair oh, bit there. i think that's great cool yeah cool. that's great thank you excellent well look it's been an absolute pleasure jen i'm really really grateful for your your, your insights and your time and uh, i wish you wish you all the best and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be in touch with you soon and we can uh, we can we can carry on and maybe maybe we'll have another have you on again at some point in the future to talk maybe about one of the other channels that you use maybe video as well because i think that's another area i'd like to maybe uh, explore at some point as well yeah. well thanks craig i i love the conversation and thank you for having me on the show it was great pleasure take care okay bye-bye bye-bye so thank you for listening to Engaging Internal Comms. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the show and any questions, ideas, or feedback that you'd have. Anything you'd like us to cover on future episodes too, please. So you can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can get in touch with us via the contact form at engagingic.com. You can also sign up to our mailing list there 
and we'll send you relevant news about the show and anything that we think you might be interested in when it comes to internal communications and employee engagement. If you like the show and you haven't already done so, please subscribe to it directly via your podcast service. Uh, And you can also subscribe via the links on our podcast page, which again is engagingic.com. If you like the show, we'd be really grateful if you could leave us a review um, and also if you could leave some verbal uh, feedback there as well, not just stars. That's always nice to know that we, we've been appreciated and particularly how we're, we've helped you. If you know anyone else who might like the show or might benefit from it, please tell them, please share it with them. Please share the link to our website, engagingic.com. And uh, that would be great because we want to grow our community. We want to get as many people involved in the show as possible. Um, And we, uh, yeah, the, the bigger, the better. Okay, thank you.